Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm Tammy Hooker. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside Plano and just outside of what you might expect. Today, we'd like you to meet one of Plano's most well-known and well-liked characters, someone who's truly making a difference in the lives of young people. I'm Lawrence Mann, the founder of Top Achievers. He's not only the founder of Top Achievers, he's also an at-risk specialist at Plano ISD. If you're involved in Plano schools, you've probably heard of Coach Mann and the outstanding work he's been doing with young people in the community. We sat down with Lawrence and two of his three sons. I'm Anteus Mann. I am a coach for Top Achievers. I also work for Hendrick Middle School. My name is Lawrence Mann. The second, I'm a mentor and coach for Top Achievers. However, I do work for AT&T Corporation. Lawrence's story begins with a vow. I remember my mom telling me, she said, son, she said, uh, there'll be a time in your life where something happens drastically and you have to call on God and make a vow to him, but don't break him. She said, don't break the vow. And I've watched too many of Raiders of the Lost Ark movies to not to break a vow. <laughs> he remembered those words years later when his oldest son was just five. Lawrence II was born with a heart defect, but doctors didn't expect that it would cause serious problems. Then, one morning, at age five, he woke up wheezing, crying, and complaining of chest pain. I said, we'll go to the doctor and we'll find out what's going on. And we went in and she said, well, Mr. Mann, um, we need to go rush him to the hospital right now. So we rushed him to Cook Hospital in Fort Worth, because at that time we were living uh, in the HEB area, Bedford, Euless Hearst. And um, the doctor uh, was waiting for us and said, we need to go ahead and operate. I remember, you know, rubbing Lawrence's chest before he went under the knife, because I knew there would be a battle scar there the rest of his life from the open heart surgery. And I said, man, when, this, when you have this scar, it's going to be a battle scar. It's a warrior scar. About five hours later, I said, hey, he said, guess what, guys? The operation was successful. We closed the heart up, you know, the hole in the heart, and uh, it sealed properly. And they said, however, uh, we have him on the lung bypass machine and the heart bypass machine. And he's, you know, chemically um, in a coma. He's in an induced coma. We said, well, how long? You know, will he come to himself? And they said, it's up to him. He has a 50-50 chance to live. And, and that was the beginning of, of my journey, uh, giving kids a chance. Lawrence quit his job. He was a top salesman at Club Corps of America. And as he waited for his son to recover, the inspiration for top achievers came to him. I went into the ICU unit room and I drew a mountain. That's the only thing that could come to me was a mountain. And I thought about Martin Luther King's speech. I had a dream, being on the mountaintop. And then I thought about um, one of my past heroes, Muhammad Ali, yeah. raising his hands up in victory, saying, I'm the greatest. <laughs> that icon standing. Yeah. And so when I drew a stick figure of a man on top of a mountain with his hands up. I said, this is going to be 
my logo. And there it is right here. Oh, wow. Top Achievers. And I said, I'm not going to be an achiever. I'm like, no, I don't want to be an achiever. I want to be on top of the achievement. <laughs> you know? So Top Achievers is, is where the, uh, you know, from that, that turn of events in my life. Lawrence's son did recover. Today, he is a strapping, healthy, six foot four and a half inch young man. And not long after that surgery, Lawrence's first Top Achievers Club opened in West Plano. In starting the club, Lawrence put his salesman skills to work. Soon, he had 100 kids in his after-school Top Achievers program, each paying $125 a month. It started as a health club for kids and grew into much more. When I talk about children's health, mm -hmm. I talk about the educational. We had after-school program. We had um, speed development. We had football, soccer programs. And it was just something totally new than just, just a babysitting service. So yeah. that was the beginning of Top Achievers. In 2006, Lawrence joined the staff of Plano ISD as an at-risk specialist. He says his efforts with Top Achievers and his work at Plano ISD go hand in hand. In that job, he works with about 200 kids at any given time. Well, there's a, a tie-in that we provide resources for kids in Plano. We have we serve the same kids. I've been working for Plano ISD for about 12 years, and prior to that, they had known about my after-school program. They knew about my training tips, and um, uh, when I came to work, I had to to deal with mostly the at-risk kids, and they would ask me questions, Coach. Am I at risk? I'm like, we're all at risk, bro. What I do for Plano ISD is more um, uh, taking a kid that's on the middle of the road, um, helping them to provide academic support yeah. through the resources, um, appropriate behavior, because that's something that is so huge in our schools today. And then attendance, mm -hmm. making sure they get to where they need to be on time so they can go to the next grade level. Now, Top Achievers is still going strong. In fact, it runs at full capacity these days, serving kids around the community. Lawrence says his career as a mentor to others began when he was a teenager. My background in the sports was just street sports because in the inner cities, we didn't have the resources to go to different clubs. And we didn't, you know, we didn't have the resources to go to clubs. So we played play, play basketball in the alley. And those are some of the most competitive games <laughs> in our neighborhood. And um, we played football on the streets and, you know, in the snow. So we were just determined when someone gives us an opportunity, we're not going to go out and look for it. We're going to make our opportunity. So I played high school ball, had a leg injury and had scholarship offers, but when, my, when I had operation on my leg, I'm thinking, okay, this is not gonna work out. And so my younger brother came behind me and became All-American. And he was the number one player in the country coming out of high school. And so, so we're like, okay, since I can't do it, let me help you follow your dreams and let me teach you some methodologies on how to train and work out. And um, he was uh, the number one player in the country in 80, I think it's 84, Terrence Mann. And um, SMU, along with 200 and other 250 schools, was recruiting Terrence. And we said, let's go south, because it was warmer, it was a little safer. All the guys on the 
on the campus would still gravitate to me because I was always a mentor. And um, I would take them to the hill and train with them and uh, get those guys ready for pro, for pro day. And most of my background just came from uh, just hands-on experience. Lawrence's top achiever success stories are too numerous to recount here. His middle school boys just captured a major tournament title in Las Vegas. Since 2011, 100% of the top achiever seniors in high school went on to college. About half the teammates on Plano's first state championship basketball team in 2006 were students who went through top achievers. Here's Lawrence the second. We, we talk about all the time and, um, you know, people say, hey, you know, y'all weren't the most talented, but you think about, you know, being in fifth and sixth grade, all of us were playing for the same teams, you know, playing at top achievers right. and, you know, day after day after day. And even though we went to different elementary, middle schools, high schools, you know, uh, once we got to Plano, it was like second nature. And you could tell the chemistry was just there. So uh, amazing experience, amazing, amazing experience. When we started our after school program, um, I always thought about we have to do more than just babysit. And we would pick up kids from the middle schools and the elementary schools, bring them back to our facilities. We hired uh, Plano ISD teachers to help them do their homework. So they had a, we had a great homework assistant program. And then at 4.30, they would go into either a, box, a boxing program or a speed development program for soccer or the basketball program or, you know, SAT prep classes. And when mom picked them up at 5.30 to 6, they had more family time, you know, because they got the homework out the way, they got the speed work out the way. And now you're talking about bringing that core values together, family values together. And, and that was probably the piece that was just so unique. And, and, and the kids feel loved, they feel valued. And those kids came back now, they're accountants, they're doctors, they're lawyers. Some are NBA players, some are former NBA players, some are NBA analysts. It's so cool to see those guys celebrated with us and the student network is still there. Yeah, the kids, they can afford it. You know, they pay uh, 135 a month and that's for, cause, you know, we rent the facilities. If it was free, then we can give a little bit more time. But I pay my coaches, um, we pay for facilities. Um, and then we provide snacks, we provide shoes for kids that can't afford it, we have uniforms, uh, we pick up kids, there's transportation issues. So the resources like vans, uh, snacks, uniform, backpacks, shoes, um, all those things are needed. Our, our budget is about, from the teams we have right now, about 50 grand a year, 50,000 a year to run these things. And um, um, we just need more resources out there and expertise. Here's Lawrence's son, Lawrence II. It's more than just a, a basketball club or a health club. Uh, it's really a lifestyle club. Mm -hmm. um, when I look at, again, the, the guys and gals that we were raised with through Top Achievers, um, everyone pretty much turned out pretty, pretty well. They, they, they turned out pretty good um, uh, because, again, you know, number one, at athletics was, you know, they kept them out of trouble. But also, again, being, you know, waking up for practice, going to after school programs, getting that education, uh, and then doing the sports thereafter. Keeps uh, people, I mean, the more time that's occupied, less trouble that you're going to get into. 
Lawrence's son, Anateas, puts it this way. What I realized uh, for me directly is it's a, a, a program that pretty much gives you almost a second chance. Lawrence says that one of his goals of Top Achievers is to teach kids the kind of social skills and unwritten rules that many might not otherwise learn. He talks about the mentoring he received in his job at Club Corps. Even though he was a top salesman, he said, there were gaps in his education. One of my uh, directors at uh, Club Corps called me up, said, man, you're doing very well. You're number one salesman. And he noticed when a customer came in, I was sitting on the desk waiting for my customer, and they came through the door, I'm like, I'm over here, I'm over here. So he came to me, he says, Lawrence, you need to get up and go greet your customers. Well, I didn't know that, you know, because from my way of thinking, hey man, right over here, come over here, yo bro. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to, you know, by learning just different methodologies and skills, it helped me to be, but if I wasn't in that environment, I wouldn't have had a chance to, probably later on in life I would have learned it, but gave me a fast track by integrating with, with positive people in different cultures. Mm -hmm. The school knows, they know who those target kids are. And when they move into our district, it's gotta be someone to say, hey, this is the way we do things. I'm from Detroit. We used to say, in the city with life's a pity. But it was hardcore. And, and my experiences um, in life were just the you know, African-Americans. That's all I saw. And, uh, but I saw judges, African-Americans, I saw lawyers, I saw ministers, politicians, all the successful people were African-Americans. Yeah. And then I go out to the other parts of the world and I'm like, okay, where, where, are, the, where are the brothers? And I go to SMU, where are the sisters? <laughs> I, you know, and I'm like, I'm in Highland Park, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought the world was supposed to be a melting pot. And one thing that I, I, I was a big advocate for is a good culturally mixed program. That's so important to me. You know, in a plano we have over 120 languages spoken, so the diversity is here, but how do we connect and how do we bridge the gap with all the negative things going on in the world? And so that is so huge, and I'm glad that this is a Mecca, um, is a Mecca program for just the networking and the kids get a chance to know each other and others. You know, if it wasn't for a lot of sports, you know, people stay in their lane. We, we have at-risk kids, and it's all over the district. And it, it has no color boundary. Has, um, you know, we have, we see the, the kids that have access to everything. Um, I see them in special programs. What are you doing over here? Mr. Man, I'll tell you, I promise I'm doing, I got all A's, and I'm, all, I'm doing very well. I'm on honor roll, and I got these advanced classes. What are you doing over here? substance abuse. Then you go to the other side, you know, you have kids um, in special program. Why are you here? I wanted a phone. I can't afford it. And I saw one laying down and I took the phone and they told me I was stealing. That's, that's something that we see quite often. But by having programs like my Man Up for Plano ISD and YWI, Young Women Incorporated, we blend all those together so they get a chance to understand the rules. If you don't know, if you play any game in life, if you don't know the rules, you lose. Lawrence's proudest achievement 
might be the one he shares with his wife, Anna Maria Martinez. Three grown sons. They say that growing up in Plano as the sons of Lawrence Mann could be challenging. It was a little bit embarrassing at first because it's like, hey, my dad's up here every month, you know, but now it's, you know, it, I think we've grown, all of us have grown into it. And, uh, you know, the only thing is I'll say Lawrence Mann. Um, and again, now people know the name. You're like, you're not Lawrence Mann. I know Lawrence Mann. He runs top of chicken. I'm like, look, I'm his son. I'm the second. So uh, that would be the only thing. But otherwise, uh, it's pretty cool. Here's Antaeus. It's not really hard, but you understand that it's a household name now. You know, so basically we try to represent ourselves as, you know, we, we can't, we can't, you know, disrespect the name, you know, uh, and we hold ourselves in a high class. And, and really, it's not necessarily just for the name or just, to, just for, you know, it's really a lifestyle because, you you know, because we have that responsibility, you know, just like any other professional athlete, you can't, you really can't do whatever you want right. because you want to, you know, it's about the people you represent in, in your community and your family. So that's pretty much what we live up to. Lawrence's youngest son, Malcolm, couldn't join us, but Lawrence had a story about him too. After missing two years in sports due to a bout with mono, Malcolm bounced back and played basketball for Mid-American Christian University in Oklahoma City. He's made a name for himself, too. He was a captain of this, this year's team. Wow. Took him to a national championship in Kansas City, Missouri. Went to overtime, hit the winning shot, drove the length of the court with four seconds to yes. go, made the winning shot, be the team that was number one all year long, and he put his school on the map and was the ESPN player of the game. So you're talking about overachievement, man. You know, I feel like Father Abraham. <laughs> Sacrifice a ram or something. People say, well, man, you have three boys. How all three of them turned out right? How did you make that happen? I'm like, you know what? Hey, that's just what I do. You know, because I spend time with my sons. I could have been out there chasing the corporate dream, but you know, I told you, I made a vow to God. So how does Lawrence sum up his philosophy? Yesterday was history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. Um, that's why we call it a present. Mm -hmm. And so when we reach out to other kids and give them hope, and we say, look, you may not be the most talented athlete, but you're valuable. There's a measurable outcome in you, and whatever that is, let's help display that and you have a present every day, you, like a gift. You open it up to see what this day embraces upon you. So let us continue to mentor you. Let us teach you skills that you normally don't have in the basketball arena or in the sports arena. And when we find the families understand what the true mission is behind what we do, because it's not basketball. Right. You know, it's again, it's changing lives, it's building lives. And with that, we reach the end of our time with Lawrence Mann, two of his three sons, and the tale of top achievers. Stay with us now for our wrap up, where we give you a peek behind the scenes with myself, producer Mary Jacobs, and a special guest. After all, what's the coolest little on-air join in Plano without sharing a little back corner booth discussion among friends? We have a very special guest with us today. 
Hi, I'm Casey Prince, and I'm a former Top Achievers athlete slash student, and I'm a graduate of Plano West Senior High School and a lifelong Plano resident. Now, you're running for office, right? I am. I'm running for place four, Plano City Council, in 2017. As you look back on your time at Top Achievers, were there a few things that stuck with you? Yes. I wasn't the your great athlete that was going to be in the NBA. I mean, you can just look at me. I'm barely 5'3". And so I definitely fulfilled the line that Lawrence said about not the most talented athlete, but you're still a gift. They still looked at me as not you're a waste of our time. Everybody can get better no matter where they are in the spectrum of you know, a God-given athlete or, you know, not, you can still get better at your skills and you can get better just as an overall person. You know, you can become better at your work ethic. You can become better, a better teammate. You can get more coachable and all of these things. And so um, he definitely, everything that he said, all the people there definitely cared about each person as an individual. They still cared about me, even though I was definitely not going to be a superstar. <laughs> yeah, I think none of us at this table here were like super big threats on any kind of field or no, court. No. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wasn't the one picked first when we broke out into, into teams. Is there anything about Lawrence that we didn't cover that you would want people to know to get a good picture of him? Is there anything that didn't come through in this broadcast? Yeah, I think um, Lawrence did not mention that he is a really good artist. He is great at drawing. And Lawrence has been going to the same church as I do for 21 years. And he is an active volunteer in our children's church ministry. And the kids absolutely love him. And he has a way of bringing in kids that are super shy and insecure. And they'll come in and um, he'll he'll pull up a picture on his cell phone and he'll teach them how to draw it. And he can teach kids how to draw anything. And he, he's fantastic at, at drawing. So he has some extra skills. But his... His uh, care for kids isn't just at Top Achievers, it's at PISD, and it's at the church, it's anybody in the community. Um, you know, he's taken in my son that's five years old that just started kindergarten, and what's um, my husband and I are passionate about is both of our children are African American, and since my husband and I are white, we've been really strategic about wanting to have good African American role models for them in their lives, because that's important for them to have that. and. Um, Lawrence Mann was one right off the bat. We said, we want Coach Mann to be a part of their lives. Um, the first day of school, he went and checked in on him. He sent me a picture. It was, it was 10 a.m. He'd only been there for two hours, and he sent me a picture saying, Zeke's doing great. His leadership is one of the reasons why uh, our community is more diverse. He has such a genuine um, joy about him and um, passion for other people, I think he compels people to him. And when he got involved in PISD and he gets involved in the community and he shows people that I'm gonna invest in these kids, that's attractive to people um, every place that he's he's been. I think he's ready to be in dialogue, I don't know, bring his own rules in, for lack of a better way. You know, he's sort of a uh, almost an ambassador between yeah. different cultures. <laughs> I think an ambassador is a great word to describe him. Mm -hmm. I have to agree. Kind of like what he said about how um, if you don't know the rules, you lose. And so that's not just, you know, rules that are written down, but that's the social rules of how do you 
succeed in society, mm-hmm. you know, and he makes sure that he teaches, he passes that on to the next generation. He wants to make sure that kids succeed. Well, we've talked about mm-hmm. this in the podcast before, mm-hmm. that we have a great opportunity for a 275,000 person, very diverse, super cool um, community. And it seems like he's figured that out. He's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm taking these kids, showing them the best of all mm-hmm. so that everybody can succeed. How do people find out about Chop Achievers now? I think most of it, I would say, is word of mouth because I think people just find out, hey, I was in this great program, and then they hear from somebody else. How is Plano different today because he has been part of our community? Oh, I think Plano is is much better today. I think that it's nice to know that there's people in our community who really care about all of our kids and the next generation and who are taking time to really invest in them and making sure that our kids are not just getting you know, smarter, um, smarter in their brain, but they're just getting better overall, that they're getting, um, their hearts are getting better. You know, they're becoming better people so that um, our city, every time I think you invest in a child, you're investing in the future of our city and that our city gets better. And so it's great to know that there's people like Lawrence out there that are really making our city better by investing in our kids. This is Cole Boffin from the Plano Podcast. If you want to find out more information, go to planopodcast.com and click on episode resources. We've reached the end of another edition of Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to follow us on Twitter at at Plano Podcast and send us your feedback, ideas, and comments. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time.